0: Oh, Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenfeld, your Silver Lining crusader and a spiritual guide who is here to show you how to navigate through a silver lining and find the gift in disguise through the ups and downs of life, how to actually gather our tools so that we can remember our potential and our power so that we can create the life that we want. Hello, hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast and today I am so delighted to present to you a dear friend of mine, Dana DeCroon. We actually met this year, we are part of this mastermind group and uh, I remember the very first time when I got to meet people and you know there's always something, maybe a war or something that... Catches your attention about a person, right? Something that you might remember them by. And with Dana, the one thing I think because I remember reading her her bio, what she wrote about herself in the group, and then picking at her Instagram uh, page, I remember the one thing. Of course, it was an artist. She is an artist, and uh, and especially she does a lot of uh, creativity with painting. So that's the one thing. And also because it's something that I've been exploring more and more in the last few years, um, especially the last few months. And uh, I, there's one thing that is so healing about being creative, about just diving in into something, at least for me, that is not something that um, I picked up by nature. I, I picked it up more at a time when I was kind of looking for something to heal, something that will in a sense, nurture my creativity. And um, as I was healing my chakras, and this is something that we might talk about at another time, but with Dana, once I started listening to her story, and then you will hear a little bit of that in this podcast episode, um, it's something that really came through her. It's, a, it's, it's she's a very gifted person, and she I don't I don't believe it. from what I remember, there's no much of a training that she had to do. A lot of it is something that she learned on her own, and it's one of the gifts that sometimes some people have that by nature they are gifted that way. They are artists, you know, by nature, or they could be into crafting, or they could be into uh, writing, you know, without having any kind of training. So that's one thing that caught my attention, and I love to to talk to her more about it, and I love her mission because now she what she's done is something beautiful for women, which is creating this class where people actually get to be more creative and create a sacred sp- a space which is something that she um, she talks a lot about. So Dana, she is a mom to two daughters, beautiful daughters, and she's a wife of a farmer. By the way, a few times when we had a um, conversation of a video, she is either outside, you know, on her porch or... Um, Somewhere out in nature, she has some kitties as well that she was um, fostering. Well, they were born in her farm, and so I love also that lifestyle and the kind of lifestyle that she has. And sometimes when we're talking, I kind of transport myself. To the places where she's at. She's in Canada, so a little far away for me. But um it's another thing that I love about her that she's very she kind of has a life that I would like to have at some point, which is being out in nature, out on farm, like you just step out of your house and you are right there with animals, with nature, and uh and I feel also that's a beautiful space to be, her sacred space beautiful place to be to receive all these downloads and creativity nudges that um, that sometimes is a little tougher to get when you are in the city. But um, just something that I wanted to mention in case you are being curious and you are You want to get into Instagram page and and find out more about her. So Dana, she's a huge believer that play and creativity is as essential as air. She believes that every person has this innate creativity. She's very passionate about the power of mindfulness and being fully immersed in the process of creating and not just um, uh, in the end result. She also strives to help her clients to let go of the outcome, let go of the perfection, and enjoy the process to be present through sacred space. Dana is a visionary artist, spiritual life coach, and founder of Sacred, Sacred Space. Dana guides her clients to reclaim their power and to ditch the overwhelm and anxiety, which is something that I feel is very beneficial for a lot of us to be a little more creative. And she also helps them create secret space in all areas in their lives. So they can reconnect with themselves through creative mindfulness. And Dana also believes that all the answers are within us. So we only need to create a secret space in order to find them. So beautiful, beautiful work that she does. Again, anything that has to do with colors, with creativity, with free flowing, with just surrendering to the moment, it's just... Um, a beautiful way to reconnect to ourselves. So I'm so happy that Dana is here. And let's welcome Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
1: so grateful to be able to share this with all of your listeners and your audience. And my audience can also hear and get to know your, um, your podcast as well. So how? where do I begin? Oh my goodness. My art journey really began as a young child. Um, and just really diving deep into just like, you know, when you're a child, you have all these different ideas and creativity and your imagination is just wide open. And then you fast forward to different, uh, different other people's beliefs and being told, like when you go to school, like they tell you to like stop daydreaming and pay attention in class and really pay attention to um, the teacher and that kind of like that's kind of a start of when your creativity and imagination starts to be looked at as not important and my journey kind of back to myself and back to my my art really re-began after I had my first daughter Haley I had yeah I had really extreme really bad postpartum depression Mm. um and I I really didn't realize how bad it was until actually I got pregnant with my second daughter and and looking back it really began while I was pregnant and a big part of myself I couldn't do because it wasn't healthy for the baby. I was this big whiskey girl, like big party girl. And for obvious reasons, that's not a safe practice when you're pregnant. So I felt like that was my outlet. That was where I kind of numbed myself. And I hate to almost admit that once I got pregnant, I almost like lost a piece of myself and my identity as a party girl because That's obviously something that wasn't safe to continue doing.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So, kind of like looking back and like, oh, it really started during pregnancy, not being being able to share the good news until the three month mark and hiding the fact that I was pregnant. So, like pretending to be drinking, which did not feel good. Social anxiety set in. um, And then, as a new mom, I really just felt alone isolated my husband's a farmer so his work hours were very demanding especially in the springtime in the harvest so I was often left alone Mm -hmm. and not a whole lot of adult conversations out in rural Ontario (laughs) being stuck at home Mm -hmm. and I really, once I got pregnant with my second daughter, I was like, I am not feeling like that again. Like I had suicidal thoughts. It was just this really big darkness. I didn't feel worthy of giving myself time. I didn't feel worthy of like, just like leaving the house caused so much anxiety. It was just this big ball of mess. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I can't even, I can't imagine because this is one story that I've heard from a lot of moms, a lot of women who are especially first-time moms, and that is they lose their identity. And for a lot of them, it actually lasts for quite some time, even passing, you know, the second child or the third child, because every pregnancy and every, you know, like post- uh, part of them is very different and the most common thing is that and losing their identity and for some reason they still want to want to hold on to whatever little thing they can keep from however they felt before and i feel and sometimes when we coach and like we talked about it um you know, they say, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know how to embrace this new part of me as a mom or this new, you know, lifestyle that things are going to change around me, that my time is going to be so different. And so now that you're mentioning your story, and I didn't know really much, that much about that side of you, that part of your story, but really how important it is that you know, it is finding that one thing that maybe for you, it was seated when you were a kid. And unfortunately, like you said, for a lot of us in society that create the creativity, those gifts are a little, you know, like they're covered by some other stuff, you know, because we have to follow rules or we have to like in school, right? Like, Color inside the lines or don't, those colors don't match or, you know, what is, I don't know. I think that if I told you when I was little, and this is one of the things for me that it created this story about me not being, uh, not making nice things is when in, I think fourth grade, I made a gift for Mother's Day for my grandma because my mom was here and it was really ugly. And, and I, and it was, it was completely, you know, like not nice at all that I didn't get to give it to my grandma. I hid it under my bed for years and years and years. The kids made fun of me and I was already bullied like since like first grade. So it added more to my feeling of not being worthy, not being, you know, like not making nice things to give and who am I to give as well. So it really lasted for a long time. So it makes me feel that since we're little and hopefully this is changing. And also as you are sharing your story, there's bringing more awareness to new moms, to other moms that Maybe if the kids are not able to be that open in, in doing all the things they want to do in school, maybe they can also do that more at home. So I really appreciate that because it feels like we do need more of that. And then as you said, okay, now with this new, um, this new role in my life or this new face in my life as a new mom, you know, how can I find that, that part of you or a new part of you? So what would you tell us? So basically, if I'm guessing at that time you didn't know what was going on or what to do, I guess your intuition was leading you to do more of the free-flowing, feminine kind of um, uh, just trying things out or just trying to keep your busy, your mind busy. Is, is that how really, how was it that you found that uh, to be really that strong in you, that strong gift that you had?
1: Yeah, I guess like, I had to hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom, um, and got some help, some amazing help. Um, in between our two daughters, we ended up moving when I, when it was, I was eight months pregnant with our second. Um, and the biggest reason why we moved was for support. So once we found out we were pregnant, that was the biggest reason why we moved to be closer to my family so that I could have, the support that I needed and it just felt like home you know like Mm. being at home is is what I really needed and I'm so grateful and that in itself was all divinely guided it was like spirit took it and it all the way it all just fell into place like the house that my grandparents grew like that I used to bike to came up for sale It remained up for sale until we were ready to make that decision. I called the realtor and he was like, oh, we have someone looking at the house. I'm like, okay, we need to put an offer in and we put an offer in and it was accepted. And it just, it just felt like so divinely guided to be here. And I know that if I did not move back here, I don't think that I would be in the same place that I am in now. Like, I don't think my well-being, this spiritual journey probably never would have happened. And it's been like pretty powerful. So the way that I found back to myself and found back to my art really began when I really realized that self-care isn't just going to the spa or getting a massage. And what my biggest discovery, my biggest aha was how do i want to feel once i really embraced how i wanted to feel and and knowing that in order to give to my family to give to my girls i needed to fill my cup up first and that's where sacred space was born sacred creating sacred space for myself through how i want to feel and diving back into my art and and even just like this year alone it's like taking away even more of the end result in my art and not and just creating to create and really embodying play and like i said earlier society tells you that you need to be productive you need to be productive and effective and laser focused on your goal and that's the way to do it. But I really found when I'm in that space of play, that's where my ideas come from. That is where all of these downloads and divine ideas and inspired actions actually come is when I'm in my feminine energy,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: enjoying the present moment.
0: Yeah. And that is so beautiful that I feel um, I'm seeing a little bit more in social media, but still there's more to learn. And that for us as women, whether we are more into the masculine energy or feminine, because it's okay. I mean, we do have both, but it's okay to be more on one or the other. But really another thing that personally I've found out that um, it allows me to do better in other areas is also to play, you know? And even though, like for me personally, like, being the only child. I was playful if I had my cousins. Obviously I played alone, but it was sad. <laughs> well at least that's what I thought in my mind, or with my grandpa. But then as an adult, it's seen, you know what? Play is just means even like picking up a notebook and then just drawing whatever that wants to come out. Play playing is like grabbing markers and then you know journaling about whatever it is. And so And actually now I like it even more just having my alone time. And I love, and that's what I said at the beginning, I've seen some of your videos or things that you put in your stories on IG because you, I think you do early in the morning part of you, like I think it's journaling. You journal and you draw sometimes or you paint like little things. Right. And so that's like when I watch that and sometimes I get to do that, but if I'm working, I'm kind of like in a rush. So usually for me that is around mid- midnight when i just start like painting or whatever but um but it's it's fun and it's very relaxing to see somebody who and i think you put the time like around 5 something in the morning or 6 which is okay i mean people don't have to get up so, you know because i know people they don't get up that early but it's just It's really, it feels so good to know that somebody can actually find that time and space and really be in her zone, really be doing the things that she loves and she enjoys. Because that I feel that the more we do those little things, we are so much better, so more relaxed. We are actually attracting more. We are more open to receive, right? A
1: hundred percent. And I think like the biggest shift for me was like, not only like, do I need to produce a piece of art and just letting go of the Mm -hmm. end result completely, but to like actually set up my space so that if I find like a five minute pocket of time, I can sit down and throw some watercolor paints around and just get grounded. Like that is how I get grounded and remain present and calm. And if I don't spend that time for myself, I am not the mom that I want to be. I'm not the wife I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely peace and calm and mm-hmm. harmony and all those beautiful words that I want to embody completely. So
0: Right. I love that. And now tell me, because I also, as uh, we got to work together in, in our master class, or mastermind gr- uh, group, you also opened up, I think, following your intuition, you opened up some space to teach. To have students that, and I remember you said, and this is a good. Lesson for anybody out there who's listening to this. So pay attention, take notes in a sense that sometimes we might have an idea and maybe shy away. Like, who am I to do this? I'm not an expert. I don't have the credentials. And so if there's anybody out there who is thinking about an idea or a business or even just doing something completely different, but it's so new that we are scared of messing up, right? Even for me drawing at the beginning, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to make it again, that thought that I had, an ugly thing. But also like you are sharing right now is opening to just play. And it also helps having all the things available at the same time, right? So how did it come to you as someone who is just doing this by nature in a sense, uh, following your intuition and then opening your space, your time, your mind and your heart to teach other people who either they're experts, because I think you say that you have somebody who's actually a painter, right? Or an artist. And then also open to somebody who is completely new at this. And they're just trusting in you in this sense, right?
1: Yeah. So I think like the biggest thing is to just give yourself permission. I think that's been the biggest shift for myself is to like literally write down on a piece of paper, what I give myself permission to do, to play, be present. And, and the way that I teach my class, it's actually called the art of surrender. And Mm. it's just a bunch it's a different techniques it's all about play and trying different things and just experimenting and you can be a beginner you could be an artist but it's just a different way of looking at things because they you're not going to an art class and everyone is go- doing this certain paint night and everyone's doing the same creation And when we could do in-person workshops, that's exactly how I would teach. And that's kind of was the beginnings. And -hmm. then in this pandemic life, that's when I needed, I really wanted to bring it to the online space so that people could create these pockets of time while they're at home. Mm -hmm. And just no two people will create the same thing. And it's just a matter of trying these techniques and making it your own
0: yeah and that is beautiful because especially if I don't know if people are still staying at home or not but but then also this there is no barrier there's no limit to to one stepping out of your comfort zone and then do the thing that you wanted to do the most, which would be maybe teaching a class that maybe you never taught before uh but then you're sharing your gifts so here, I feel like it's another important uh share or lesson for people that. Once we own our gifts, once we realize what they are and then see it, that really comes with no effort, right? It just comes like it just flows because we're opening up to that. And then sharing it also, it shouldn't be any effort. And so, and then trusting that those gifts that people are actually sharing, like in your case is, is the beauty of your art. And then, um, sharing tips and things, how it worked out for you, people are going to receive it even more. I don't know. For me, it's all about the energy in it and, and the love. And, and I love it because I feel like, again, we, um, we have resources out there and there's always an invitation until we see it right and we take it and it's beautiful so you have uh is this like an ongoing class is this um how does it work uh being online now
1: yeah so it is an online or ongoing class um i am opening up the doors again in a couple weeks so probably shortly after this podcast comes out and yeah and they get a lifetime access to it because i just want them to like not feel like they have this time constraint that they can really just take their time even if it's just on one section and just really play around and explore each part of the art of surrender class and Mm -hmm. just surrendering to the process that is what it's all about sacred space is being in the present and that has been the biggest shift for me and like it's been like pretty wild what art has opened up for me it's made me notice like my inner self talk like Mm -hmm. how I actually talk to myself like the mindset stuff has it's really opened my eyes to that the surrendering like I never really understood how to surrender (laughs) until I applied it to my art
0: I know that's like, uh, like I think everybody says in the coaching space, surrender, letting go. And I've said it many times. And then when I journal, it's like, what does, what does that really mean right now with this, you know, in this moment that I quote unquote need to let go.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. It's, it's so true. It's, a, it's such a buzzword, but it like, it's such a big part of the journey is to like trust and allow and just let it happen, you know?
0: So if people make a mistake, just keep on going. You know, exactly. it's funny because I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but um, I think two, three years ago, I started painting on canvas and one of my friends who is an artist, um, she's like you, she never took a class. She it just came through, but she's, you know, really good. So I always like admire what she did. And so we were talking about, it, and then at that time I was doing some sort of healing in my own body, physical healing, emotional healing. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to paint something. So I paint, I started painting with her, with her advice. And I did oil because she said it's very forgiving. If you make a mistake easily, you can correct it. So that's why I loved it because I kind of wanted to make it perfect in a sense. But then the more I was actually getting into it, because it is a two piece painting that I have in my living room. um, I was making mistakes and actually I was enjoying it, making those mistakes because it really, but then I kind of cover some of them, but really allow me to see how fluid my mind can be and how it will be okay. You know, either you can leave it there and enjoy it with a different meaning, maybe finding something about it that is bringing forward or covering it up with another story kind of thing. So that's it. It is, it was a really, um, uh, not just relaxing experience, but then at the same time very healing so yeah, like quick that. question for the students or people that come to you let 's say to take the classes so i 'm assuming there's no requirements like it's for anybody right so would this also be just because from what I share and for me, part of what i 've done with art has been healing like something that i like for example, my sacral chakra, you know like the creation space or area in my body and um and so could it be something for those people who are looking for like I did years ago when I was like okay I don't know how to create how how it could be dancing it could be doing something and I was really afraid to getting into painting in this case one because it is an investment and then also because I didn't know how to start but in my mind I kept the thought of healing, you know, kind of like our um our therapy um that I've seen in a lot of cancer centers because that's really where I used to go more before and seeing for ca- cancer patients They, like the instructor will say, okay, do a little, we will do a little meditation. And most of the time it was around the cancer or healing your body. Right. Um, but I recall a lot of the women there, they, they were still like anger and resentment and kind of not feeling good in their body. So much of their paintings was about that. Whereas I was trying to focus more on like the other side, like healing and getting better and the light, I guess. Um, and I remember talking to one of the ladies and she said, I don't know if this is for me because she couldn't see that that will help her. And then I thought, I feel like whatever our we allow our minds to go, you know, any kind of uh, space of letting go, like you said, you know, surrendering to the process. And the way I was seeing is even surrendering to cancer, you know, like why fighting it? Trying, and this is what I talk in the podcast and pretty much everywhere else trying to find that good thing that we can rescue and hold on to it uh, rather than focusing in the bad thing only. So for somebody who maybe is looking into um, as an outlet to release, you know, some sort of trauma, um, I've heard it, I think here and there, but this will be also a good practice, right?
1: Oh, definitely. Because it's all about creating that space to nourish yourself Mm. and creating that sacred space. And what art does is it it allows you to go within
0: mm-hmm.
1: out that resistance that you feel when you're doing journaling and you're like asking yourselves those questions a lot of times those answers just come through, so oftentimes when I am creating, I have a journal beside me so that I can write whatever comes through while I am creating, even if I didn't have the intention of like asking myself certain questions, which I do do so
0: I think I did see something in your Instagram today. Did you do that today?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I I teach creative mindfulness. Like that's what the art of surrender is all about. And I teach it in two elements. So I teach it through play. So that is what um, the art of surrender completely embodies. Is just the play, the techniques, and just to like really explore. And then the other side of it is curiosity. So while Mm -hmm. you're creating... I I guide my clients through a visualization and I ask them different questions and first thought is the right thought. So whatever comes through while they're moving with the brush or the pen or whatever they're using, that's what they write down. Mm. So it often looks like a three-year-old made it because it's scribbles and lines and words, but it's so powerful when you really connect to your body to the brush or pen and just allow those answers to come through it's a really powerful tool
0: I love it I love what you said because it's it's just free-flowing and it feels with all the busyness and the, the chatter in our minds that we this is a good place to be you know mm-hmm. to get away from the chaos that's <laughs> Oh my goodness. Work, economy, health related, you know, the pandemic. And then even as a mom as well, you know, maybe having even just five minutes and going into a space where you can just let it out, let it go.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's for me, I find like meditation and stillness really challenging. So it's a way to still go within and have that meditation time, but still having the movement and the fluidity of while I'm creating and still quieting my mind at the same time.
0: That is so true because I've, um, I've tried different types of meditation for a while or last year before the end of the year, I was good at it, keeping it consistent every day. Cause I want to, you know, it's one of those things that you hear, Oh, this is so good for you. And instead of, fight in your mind, just, you know, just sit in it and whatever it is that comes through, comes through. Um, but it has to stop, especially with the times, you know, like now daylight like is, it's, it's um, uh, it changes. And then being at home this whole time, I've been waking up so late that I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that. But um, watching you, like I said, guys, follow her in her Instagram account because she puts up like cute little things that they might be quick, like a little story, but really for me look to remember obviously it gives it it leaves an impression right and so i feel like wow like that's so beautiful and it's just like not even um worrying so much about doing this meditation right you know because it is an active uh type of meditation just letting out your mind and just drawing or painting something and then what comes to mind and this is something that i'm like oh my gosh after i saw your video i'm like i want to do that too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so maybe you should do like a challenge thing and, you know, like for five days or something, I don't know. And then like what, what comes up, you know, and, and, and going back to, uh, whether it's little words that come out through that process on the little like drawings or anything that comes out.
1: Yeah. I love that. I actually am doing a full moon free ritual in my Facebook community and, so I'll have some journal prompts that I'll be guiding them through and we'll be using creative mindfulness through the curiosity. Oh, wow, nice. I'll be guiding. So that would be another spot to, to look me up. Mine it's too. Free. Yeah, it's, on, oh, I, they might miss it, but
0: <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it is... <laughs> But it will be there. The replay will be there. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll put the links at the bottom in the um, show notes, where to find you. Um, You're your, the place where they can reach out to you when they want to take a class. The class with you is this like? Is this class? I think you said. Is it live or it's in a Facebook group or how? So
1: it's recorded mm-hmm. and it's in a Facebook group because so I don't have a website yet but I wanted to like get it out there because it it was just so important to me to get it out into the world. And yeah, so it's ongoing and they can do it at their own pace because I find with the way that the world is right now, people are on a different schedule than they're used to different time zones and all of that as well. It's just, they can pop in when they have a quick minute and go through a video allow some space to play and come back to it. And if you have kids, you can do it with your kids. You can do it by yourself. Um, it's really whatever feels good to you in that moment.
0: Yes, that's perfect. Especially with, like you said, if having kids um, at home, that could be a good practice for both of them. Now you just briefly mentioned something about moon rituals. So is this something that you are incorporating into your Uh, I believe you do it on your own, but then are you doing it also in, in, um, part of a class that you're teaching or is it separate?
1: Yeah. So it'll eventually be part of, um, my next program that I'm going to launch. Um, I just, I use the moon as a reminder to go within and Mm -hmm. to create that sacred space for different, like the new moon is for intentions and planting those seeds And the full moon reminds me to do that mental housekeeping, to go in and see what I need to keep and what I need to release. And by doing that each month, each moon cycle, it just keeps me on track to be moving forward.
0: Yes. Wow. That's so beautiful because especially now, is it tomorrow, the full moon and eclipse? I think it's this weekend. On Sunday. It's coming. It's coming up. Yeah. On Sunday. I'm, I'm in the sense I'm learning about the eclipses and all of that stuff the moon just like you said and I feel because that's my my um um planet well I'm cancer that's my sign and next week yeah. is my birthday and I'm like oh! and I always feel like all the emotions and I just and I remember for for the longest time since I was little I think following my grandma's footsteps I've always talked to the moon and always not just staring at her but really like talking to her and um and now that i'm learning just like you're saying right like learning more about the different faces the rituals and where to say see it, um the intentions and then d- during the process of releasing and then what basically go through uh what you you sent out there and what is manifesting and then how can you you know let go whatever you don't need and all of that and i've been loving the experience but it's something that i feel i wish people knew more about you know there will be more people out there doing it or more women and so it's amazing to see that there are these opportunities to for people to really get into that practice and especially if it is in a group setting it's even better
1: yeah, it's it's a beautiful practice and a beautiful reminder because it's always there, right? Like you yeah. walk
0: outside
1: and the moon is there, whether it's sometimes in the daytime and sometimes at night. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's lovely to get that, like you said, that reminder that it's always there. Oh, thank you so much, Zaina, for sharing your sharing your gifts I feel like it's something that especially now I'm thinking in my mind I have a few ladies around me who are newly you know they just had a baby and they are going through the process of what you just explained at the beginning you know like okay, figuring out what's going on, what is next. And I feel like, and it just happened, I think, uh, two weeks ago I talked to one of them and I just told her, uh, try to do something completely different that you've never done. And she's like, well, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, have you tried, you know, like drawing i don't know why it came out because that's something that i always want to remind myself but i feel like getting to that creation into that free-flowing releasing um without thinking too much is probably a good practice for many people thank you so 100%. much for being here so now tell us how can people find you again what is your your um ig handle where they can go and and find you there
1: um. So my IG is Dana D A Y N A dot Dekroon, which is D E K R O O N, and it's the same. I'm mostly on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out. I do have a Facebook business page and my Facebook um, group as well. I'm I'm there a lot too in my group as well. So that's where oh, a lot nice. of the free rituals. I'll do card polls some quick tips on how to create sacred space and what sacred space is and just creating that time for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. I know it's so important, especially these days, that uh, it feels like we just need you know, that little space, that little corner to run away from everything else <laughs> and then coming back more refreshed and like a new person in a sense.
1: A hundred percent. Thank you so much for having me today, Wendy. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> A pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I hope this was very helpful in getting ideas and how to bring a little more awareness into our days, how to bring more creativity into our life, how to create a sacred space that is so important and so nice to have every single, single moment that we can. And so, if you can go and connect with Dana, her again, her handle and information is down at the bottom in the show notes. I would love to see you to connect and see what you can bring out into thing like. So I'll see you guys on the other side.